Well, welcome to another edition of the Accessibility Corner. And today we will be talking about two components of Social Security, which is SSI and SSDI. And we have Mr. Juan Acosta. So before we start, folks, just remember SSI and SSDI are two different things now, okay? We want me to remember that. So how are you both gentlemen doing today, Mr. Acosta and Mr. Bautista? So we're doing fine. fine. Oh, great. So, so we're today... We want to talk about two uh, important comp- components of Social Security, which is SSI and SSDI, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So, and Mr. Bautista, um, he's going to go ahead and uh, translate the information into Spanish. And so we're going to go ahead and start. Uh, Mr. Acosta, can you just give a, a brief overview of yourself real quick? Okay. I used to work at Social Security for over 24 years, and then since I retired, I've done what they call the advocacy. I, I help people that have social security problems, including the disability uh, application and process, which includes, of course, the uh, condition of blindness as a disability, okay? So. Oh, great. That's perfect for our, our discussion. That's perfect. So, Okay, so this is going to start with just uh, what we're going to do is talk about the requirements for both SSI and SSDI. So, Mr. Okosa, what's the, the basic requirements for SSI? Okay. The SSI requires that the person be disabled, of course, blindness being one of those conditions. Uh, in addition to the medical uh, development uh, reports and lab reports indicating that that person is classified as disabled, the person for the SSI program cannot have income higher than, let's say, seven uh, $775 a month because the SSI is, uh, is connected to the level of need that the applicant has. So there's where the difference is versus the DI program. The DI is the disability insurance. The disability insurance program requires that the, that the applicant have a work history where he paid the FICA tax. And by having paid the FICA tax, they determine if he's currently insured status. That's like keeping your policy alive. So the FICA tax is, is what uh, is required in the... Uh, DI program, disability insurance, that differentiates even though the conditions and the determination for blindness are equal in both programs, okay? okay. The, the definition doesn't differ. It's, it's just what happens after you establish the disability. One requires the work history. The other one, the SSI, uh, SSI requires that the person be what they call in need, less than 70, 775 income a month. Okay. Nos puede explicar en, en español uh, cómo uh, este, la, la gente, los requisitos para poder calificar para recibir los dos diferentes uh, tipos de, soci- de seguro social? Okay. Ambos programas, el SSI y el SSI, el SSDI, requieren que la persona establezca que la incapacidad es a consecuencia de ciegues. La, El criterio de ciegues es igual en ambos programas. Lo que cambia es que el SSI, adicionalmente del criterio de incapacidad, requiere que la persona no tenga ingresos uh, eh, arriba de 775 dólares en un mes, porque ese programa determina si el aplicante con esa condición está en necesidad. Por eso es las preguntas de, 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 de la mensualidad y los, los recursos. Para una persona, recursos es dos mil dólares. En comparación a la aseguranza, allí no hay límite de ingresos y recursos, sino que la aseguranza requiere que se haya pagado 
lo que ellos dicen el seguro social, las iniciales son FICA, F-I-C-A, y eso es lo que se paga cuando el trabajador está ganando, tiene ganancias y, y, le, y le quitan de, de su cheque cada mes lo correspondiente. El requisito ahí para estar asegurado es cinco de los últimos diez años. ¿Okay? Y no tiene, no tiene que, no le hace que esté descapacitado no, mientras que esté empleado, uh, el, el, no le hace eh, de, de todos modos de, el, el seguro social le, se lo quitan, digo, le quitan el, le, de, del seguro social a uh, parte de, de lo que es la ganancia, pues, ¿verdad? Sí, sí. Cuando, cuando el aplicante tiene historial de trabajo y está pagando el seguro social, entonces ahí se establece si tiene cinco de los últimos diez años para tener su póliza vigente, que está asegurado. En inglés dicen ellos Curly Insured Status, que estar asegurado al momento que se hace la aplicación. Now, okay. uh, Mr. Costa, when it comes, thank you, Mr. Bautista. Now, when it comes to um, SSI and SSDI, I know SSDI does allow for someone to, to work. And what, do you know the current limit for someone to work and still maintain their Social Security? Okay. The, 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 the DI program, the disability, it, it, it permits the, um, it permits once the case is established, It permits for the person to earn up to $2,460 per month in the year 2023. That amount is increased a small amount every year. So every year that amount it goes up, and it's called substantial gainful activity. That means that the blind person is able to maintain a job. However, if he exceeds that amount, then the disability is put in jeopardy because that's how Social Security measures the amount of wages that uh, they already classified blind, blind disabled. If he starts exceeding that amount, that means that his work activity is not impaired to the degree that Social Security will recognize it. That's why they call it substantial gainful activity. But as long entonces, as he will continue to get his benefits. Yeah, entonces, si la persona trabaja 40 horas por semana, digo, por, sí, por semana y, y está empleado uh, anualmente, este, y, y aunque esté des descapacitado, ya no está considerado como descapacitado, sino porque ya está, así, uh, los ingresos son uh, superior a lo que uh, recibiera si, si fuera ese es, uh, ay, ¿verdad? Es que la meta que tiene el Seguro Social es que si hay actividad de trabajo inmenso arriba de lo permitido, entonces ya ese ejemplo que ya la incapacidad no, no lo califica porque tiene actividad de trabajo a, a, arriba de, de lo permitido, ¿okay? ¿ok? Ellos usan la, las ganancias como, como metas, ¿ok? Now, Mr. Cosa, when it comes, and the reason why we're talking more on SSDI, because those have more variables, because like Mr. Cosa said, SSI is a program based on need. So going back to SSDI, if, can someone get married or can be someone be married and get SSDI? Yes, yes. The, the, the marriage will not influence the eligibility for SSI. The only thing that potentially can is... Is if the if the disabled 
blind person's work activity goes higher than the substantial gainful amount permitted, then it begins to jeopardize. And even when they go above, they have a nine-month trial work period that they will continue to receive the benefit even though they're exceeding it because the law also provides for nine months to see if the disabled blind person is going to be able to maintain it. They call it that the trial work period. But the marriage won't influence that 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 element of work activity, okay? The, the marriage can continue because the, uh, the SSDI program doesn't measure resources like, let's say, the... The, uh, the new wife or the new husband is going to bring additional income. The SSIDI doesn't connect to resources and monthly income. It principally connects so, to so clients este, and they're within este, the reach of the permitted amount. Entonces, si, por ejemplo, uh, está casado, bueno, están casados los dos, los dos están recibiendo SSI porque los dos los dos por ejemplo, los dos están capacitados, ¿no, lo, no les afecta el, el, el ingreso de lo combinado? Sí, en el, en el SSI sí, porque cuando existe pareja, entonces ya cambió la circunstancia de necesidad de ese hogar y los cónyuges tienen responsabilidad de mantenerse tanto uno como el otro. Entonces se ¿Mm? hace una determinación. ¿Cuánto ingreso tiene el cónyuge nuevo? Porque ya la circunstancia es nueva, como, como preguntó antes, que si se casa en el suplemental sí puede tener efecto en cuanto en el, en la, en la, el programa de aseguranza conectado con historial de trabajo. No, no va a tener efecto porque allí nomás se está regularizando el que tiene la incapacidad. Pero como en el SSI toma en cuenta la circunstancia de hogar y al haber un miembro nuevo allí, se va, a hacer, se va a hacer una determinación cuánto ingreso tiene la pareja, porque las parejas tienen responsable de mantenerse uno al otro cuando, cuando hay casamiento. Okay. Mr. Costa, um, so when it comes to the work period that you mentioned earlier, if someone makes over the 2460 for those nine months, what happens after the 10th month? Well, once the nine months is reached, then they, the Social Security Administration, will say, you know, we're suspending your benefit because you've exceeded, and we have the evidence that the wages were higher than that. And uh, they permit two more months of adjustment. So they're actually talking about like 11 months total yeah, where the benefit will continue to exist. But after that, it, it's, uh, it's suspended, uh, not terminated, it's suspended because the condition of, our, of the work activity is putting them out of reach, okay? Okay, that makes sense. And let me explain what I mean by suspended. The payment will not continue. It's going to be suspended. But suspended is, is a lot less forceful than if it's terminated. When it's mm -hmm. terminated, they have come up with a condition that that person is no longer blind, or in the majority of cases, it's terminated due to death. That's the complete stop of the case. But when it's suspended, maybe that blindness will come back after after so many uh, work hours or whatever. And if it comes back, then they will reevaluate it if he's blind again. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yes, sir. Entonces, cuando, por ejemplo, una persona está disabilitada y está recibiendo SSI y de repente agarra empleo, pierde el el SSI. 
completamente o, o lo puede volver a, a recibir si, por ejemplo, le recortan su, su, su trabajo o, o pierde su trabajo. Inmediatamente, cuando la persona es empleada uh, a consecuencia de la incapacidad, entonces se hace una determinación qué cantidad tiene de entrada y qué le pueden dar de rebajos de ese ingreso, porque el suplemental tiene una fórmula que dice los primeros 50 dólares no los vamos a contar, arriba de eso vamos a contar eh, eh, medio de, de lo que lo que resta y si ese, lo que resta es menos de 775, hay la posibilidad que todavía le puedan continuar. Si, si me capta, ¿verdad? Se hace una relación. Sí. El suplemental está haciendo una evaluación de los ingresos que la persona nuevamente tiene, a ver si cuando le dan lo, que, lo permitido bajo el suplemental, entonces es, se dice, sigue, eh, sigue necesidad, pero ahora en vez de los 775 que le estamos dando, a consecuencia de su trabajo y que le dimos lo permitido, lo más le vamos a poder mandar 50 dólares, porque tenemos que tomar en cuenta lo, lo, lo que causó el empleo. Y si, y si lo que resta es arriba de 750, la persona esa no va a estar elegible, no a consecuencia de incapacidad, sino a consecuencia de ingresos. Okay. Okay. Mr. Cosa, what you just said, I think is extremely important for those who are listening to this, that SSI and SSDI have different qualifications. Now, if you're working, let's say you're receiving SSI, and you find employment, that will impact your SSI benefits, right, sir? Well, but what they what they do is that as soon as the new the new circumstance exists, that employment is there, they they will take the monthly amount. They uh, I don't I don't know the new amount for two hundred fifty, but they whenever the SSI beneficiary they go through a formula. We're we're only gonna. We're going to give you a discount of the first $50 in a month of, of uh, income. Then the remainder, we're going to divide it by X amount. And then and then we'll determine if the resting amount is higher than $775, then the person is not eligible, connected to need, not the disability, okay? Exactly. That's the point I wanted to make. Just a, I did that on purpose because SSDI, if you are employed, there's a certain limit that will impact your ability to receive benefits, but if you're, if you're receiving SSI, employment in itself may impact your total benefit. Correcto. Y, y le puede explicar a la, a la juventud, pues más bien, porque a la juventud de, de, de 18 años para arriba, uh, pensar que si agarran el so, so, so grupo social, que, y, si, y si de repente agarran trabajo, o sea, si se, que van a perder el so, seguro social, y ya no quiere y me, mejor prefiere no trabajar y no saben que hay un límite y me gustaría que les explicara uh, que, que pueden trabajar todavía y recibir so, el seguro social sí, siempre el, el nivel de ganancias en el suplemental no sean exageradas porque si son exageradas y la fórmula determina que está arriba de los 775 entonces esa persona ya no va a calificar en el mundo de, de la aseguranza hay, por decir, más provecho porque le permiten a la persona ganar 2.460 y menos de esa cantidad todavía está elegible en términos de actividad de trabajo 
que es lo que usa el Seguro Social para determinar si todavía la ciegues o la incapacidad le causa estar eh, eh, elegible para el, pa el, pa el beneficio. ¿Ok? Entonces, en un caso es nivel de necesidad que provoca la, el ingreso y en el otro es nivel de, de, nivel de ingreso y está dentro del límite y si excede todavía le van a permitir nueve meses, por decir, de ajuste, trial work period, a ver, mm. si, a ver si lo va a poder mantener, ¿ok? So, so, Mr. Acosta, so to clarify, and for those young listeners that are listening and, are, and, and do, or let's say someone is receiving SSDI, if they do want to work, would you want to clarify, will that in itself, depending, of course, how much they make, will that impact their ability to receive benefits? Yes, yes, because the determination has to be done by Social Security, whether it's within the reach of the of the amount permitted for that year called the SGA, Substantial Gainful Activity. If it's less than that, the benefits will continue. If it's more than that, they can only help them for nine months. They call it the trial work period because they're giving them nine months of benefits as well as the income to see if he's able to maintain it. That's why it's called trial work period. Mm. After the nine months, Social Security <clears throat> determines if they can continue the benefits. So if, if someone is blind and making 24.60 or less than 24.60, they say they're making $2,200 a month, they should be okay. They should be okay. But it, 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 the, the principle that I always advocate, evaluate with Social Security so that you're up to date on the amount and the and the um, the expenses that are permitted in relation to that in, in relation to, to that work that you're maintaining, okay? Because when Social Security makes a determination of, of the amount of substantial gainful activity, let's say that the person has twenty five hundred, but he also has expenses of either prosthesis or uh, hearing devices or anything that helps his impairment to maintain the job. So then those expenses on a monthly basis can be subtracted for that amount so that they make a, 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 a clear determination of what is what is the actual amount. Los gastos para mantener el trabajo que, que el incapacitado está teniendo que hacer eh, 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 se reducen de las cantidades que se van a declarar como ganancias. Okay? So todo el tiempo se tiene que hacer eso. Por decir... La persona necesita un servicio, por, vamos a decir, servicio de, 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 de perro que lo lleve y lo traiga al trabajo, que antes no lo tenía que tener. Pues la, el trabajo causó que él tenga que man, uh, hacer ese gasto. So, eh, se presenta al Seguro Social que el trabajo es lo que está causando el gasto y se lo quitan de las ganancias, ¿ok? O, otra cosa que he visto... El, el, el CNI dog está impaired related, que, que está conectado con la condición, ¿ok? Ellos le dicen uh -huh. impaired related expenses, ya sea prostesis, uh, gasto que tiene que hacer la persona que antes antes no lo tenía que hacer, pero lo necesita hacer para mantener el trabajo. Tener que tener el taxi, ese es work related expense, el, el trabajo es lo que le está causando tener que utilizar el taxi. Si no tuviera que ir al trabajo y hacer gasto de taxi, en, en, antes de, del trabajo no tenía ese gasto, so, se declara todo eso para que se haga el, 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 la cantidad más actual 
que le queda a, a la incapacidad después de los gastos. So, Mr. Costa, so transportation is covered or can be considered an expense, right? Mm. Yeah, but, but I, I want to make the distinction. Work-related is like a taxi cab service, okay? Because you need to get it connected to your work. And impaired-related is if you're having to establish a prosthesis or something that's connected to the impairment. Those are, are also per permitted, but you wouldn't have to make those costs Yes, sir. So, uh, before we go any further, is there anything that we've missed that you feel is important for people to know? Well, um, the, 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 you know, we're addressing blindness as a principal capacity. In, in my experience, blindness, to establish blindness, it's pretty clear-cut. They depend a lot, of course, on the, the, the lab tests and the doctor's opinions and that kind of stuff. Yeah, the, the few blind cases that I've had, they've been, they've been, they can be completed in a short duration of time versus the other ones that they take longer, okay? But in, the person sh should inquire from Social Security have any question that they've got before they undertake it so that they can avoid problems uh, uh, down the road, okay? Yes, sir. So I, I always say, you know, if you have a question, even if you can't get through the 800 number, formulate it in writing and send it into the local office and, and get a response. But it's always more advantageous, like I think we mentioned, it's better to be informed and, and, and know the options than not be informed. So by all means, be alert to what's there. Besides, whenever the, um, the case is, is, uh, is approved, in most cases, they get all, all the ifs and buts in, in written form. These are the types of things you got to report. So be cognizant of those, and, and whenever you have a question, call it in before before you make a, a major decision. You know. Sure. Yes. Es la calificación que que tiene que tener una persona para estar ciega o considerada legalmente ciega. Por ejemplo, en inglés dice twenty twenty. I mean two hundred. La, el criterio de, de cieguez es en el mejor ojo, en la mejor vista que tiene la persona, el, 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 las imágenes y los estudios indican que la persona tiene menos de 20 sobre 200. Quiere decir que se está comprobando que la persona normal puede ver el objeto a 200 pies, pero la persona que está severamente limitada se la tienen que arrimar a 20 pies. So, mm -hmm. Si es menos, si es más crítico que eso, obviamente está dentro del criterio. Porque hay casos donde no es ciegues total, pero ese es, es el criterio que ellos tienen, 20 over 200. 20 sobre 200, que, que el ejemplo es que lo normal, la persona lo ve a 200, pero para la persona afligida de ciegues, de ciegues se lo tienen que arrimar a 20 pies. O, o más cerquita, entonces está más severo la, la condición. Excelente información que nos ha estado dando usted, señor. Yes, sir. And, uh, Mr. Acosta, what you just said right now regarding the, the, the acuity, can you say that in English? Because I want, not only for those who are listening, but maybe their mom, their spouse, and they hear this, they're like, hmm, maybe my spouse or child does qualify. So, will you repeat what you just said about the acuity? 20, 20 over 200 or worse. Basically, uh, that's how they define this, uh, the blindness disability. 
for the regular person, normal eyesight, the object is 200 feet away. But for the blind person to qualify, he has vision that has to bring that object to 20 feet or worse or closer, in other words, okay? And that is established with the... Uh, the uh, eye exams and the tests that the that the medical professionals uh, perform. Okay. Okay. Well, Mr. Costa, is there anything before we leave you want to mention to the people who are listening? Uh, well, um, uh, uh, for people that that that, that want to hear my podcast, it's a uh, my podcast is uh, uh, La Pandemia y Seguro Social Americano uh, on Facebook. And, and and there in Spanish, I, I just generally talk about the disability program and the requirements like the earnings history and that and that kind of thing that we touched very briefly on today. Uh, but the, the, in addition, the podcast will then mention if you want to if you want to go to my website, it'll mention the four distinct programs that are available. And my my uh, website is again is all Spanish, okay? Because from my experience. The Hispanic and the Spanish-speaking are even worse shape when it comes to uh, complete and accurate information as to what he, what Social Security expects of them or is going to be requesting. You know, the, the uh, all the community is lacking in, in complete and accurate. But the Hispanic, for we're not we're not used to going to a, a lot of effort to get informed and or. Some of them are really fearful of the government agencies that, you know, uh, yeah. so that's just my uh, overall uh, comment that I would like to offer. La, la gente es, es, es muy tímida. Nosotros los esparlantes, los, uh, los mexicanos, somos muy tímidos o miedosos porque tenemos miedo de ir a, a buscar a ver qué, cuáles son los servicios que nos pueden servir, ¿verdad? Correcto. Mr. Costa, can you say your website and Facebook page in Spanish, please? Okay, my, my podcast is La Pandemia y Seguro Social Americano, que en español da información general de todo tipo de incapacidad y los requisitos de ganancias, tal como eso, ¿ok? Pero allí se menciona, si quiere más detalles, entonces tengo un website en español donde cada programa que se cubre bajo del... Seguro Social está detallado, incluyendo los documentos y los requisitos, ¿ok? Se los ofrezco porque el podcast no cuesta nada, pero les les da un, por decir, un, un, una entrada, un preliminario de, de, de lo que lo que el Seguro Social les va a pedir o les o les puede ayudar, ¿ok? Yes, sir. Y, el, y el website ya es mucho más detallado y el website sí, 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 sí les va a costar si entran allí porque no, it's understandable. Yes, sir, of course. So, again, Mr. Acosta, thank you for taking your time to explain the basic need, or I'm sorry, the basic information for Social Security for those who don't know. And like you said, information is, you know, is very powerful, very important. And uh, thank you, Mr. Acosta, for taking the time today. You're more than welcome, and I wish you the best and stay safe, all of, all of you and all the audience that you address, okay? Thank you, sir. Gracias, Mr. Ocosta. You have a good day, sir. Bye-bye. Adios. Again, thank you, Mr. Ocosta, for coming on the Accessibility Corner and talking about Social Security and the important details that people need to know. And we'll see you next time here on the Accessibility Corner. Bye-bye.